Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Great to have you with us. Welcome online if you're watching online today. Hey, how good was the conference last week? I know Caleb and uh, Dan already mentioned a bit of it, but my goodness, um, to see those, those faith cards go up, to see people actually breaking ground. You know, we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, about breaking up the hard ground through routine and repetition. You know, we, we have a, 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 a groove that we wear. It becomes hard ground. And we never get any fresh revelation because when God speaks revelation, it can't get through the hard ground, the hard heart. But by being deliberate, by taking steps forward, we actually break that ground. We actually soften our heart. We position ourselves so when the revelation comes, the new fresh revelation, when it comes, it actually takes root in our heart and produces something. A harvest. And uh, just let me thank all of the team, everyone that was a part of last weekend. You know, I mean, no conference is perfect, but from where I was, it was flawless. Um, I couldn't pick a thing, and I look at everything. Um, and it was just well done to the whole team, all of those that... Uh, come on, let's give them a, a hand this morning. Great job. Thank you for that. I mean, there was a lot of hours went into that conference that no one will ever see, but God does. And, uh, but, you know, now it's uh, Father's Day. And arguably the greatest day in the, in the calendar. I mean, there are some, a couple of, you know, Christian milestones, Easter, Christmas, they're big too. But Father's Day is right up there. Like, it's right up there. It's right up there. Come on, dads. Come on. Great to have you with me today. And, you know, it's true, and, you know, the guys have already mentioned it, and Father's Day for some is not um, a pleasant day. Sadly, it unearths some sad memories, and people can struggle on a day like this. But again, can we ask you to focus upon our Heavenly Father? Because He will not let you down. He will not let you down. We've already spoken about that this morning. Um, And, you know, putting this message together, Father's Day, you kind of go over your own life. And, and, you know, I, I feel a sense of sadness with my dad. I mean, I love my dad. My dad was a great dad. Um... From what I remember, you know, he was a, he was a good dad to me. I, I know that. But I never really knew my dad. I never knew him. I, I remember uh, the day of his funeral. Um, I learnt more about my dad's life from his mates, you know, than I knew about him. I thought, man, I didn't know all this stuff. I didn't know about what he did in, in World War II. I didn't know that he went from... Uh, he, he transferred from the army uh, to the navy. Um, very few people have ever done that, but my dad did that transition. He played in the 
the Royal Australian Navy Band. He was on the HMAS Melbourne, um, uh, the aircraft carrier. I mean, I knew very little about my dad. Um, dad never spoke about the war. And so I don't really understand a lot of what he went through, but whatever it was, it robbed him of a meaningful life. Robbed him of a meaningful life. And uh, he died an alcoholic at the age 56 or around that time. So when I came to know God, I had, I had a real struggle relating to my heavenly father because I had no relationship with my earthly father. And many struggle with that. Many love the Holy Spirit and they understand Jesus, but the, the father's hard to get a hold of because of their earthly father. But I've got to tell you, what an amazing journey it's been, getting to know him, getting to discover what real fatherhood looks like. Um, it's just so exciting. Let's, let's read from Romans chapter 8 today. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Let's look at three things out of this passage of Scripture today. The first one is to be led by the Spirit. This is really important, as it says there in verse 14. But for, for those, this is a qualification, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, are children of God. So it goes way beyond anyone who just says, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a believer. No, those who are led by the Spirit of God. Paul was teaching that anyone can know God as their father, but there must be a willingness to be led. There must be a willingness to be led, and secondly, it must be according to the Spirit of God. Now, we like to be led, but we've got to be led by the right thing. Amen? The Spirit of God. And I think part of our DNA is that, is that we, we want to be taught. We really want to be taught. I think it's a natural willingness in a child to be taught. I watch my grandchildren all the time. And, uh, you know, if you sort of see them watching you and you do something and you look back later and, you, and they're doing the same thing, right? There's it, they watch. Now, you can direct and you can tell a child, listen, this is what you've got to do. Can't do that. You've got to do this. And, and you quite often end up, you know, buffeting against some resistance, right? But if you were to show a child what to do and have them do it with you, they love that. They love it. It's so powerful. Because there's that willingness to learn. 
And there's something about a father and a child doing something together, a project or whatever. Um, you know, there's something about that that really builds a strong relationship. And again, with my dad, as I was thinking about it, I can't remember one thing. One thing my dad and I did together. Can't remember one thing. I used to play rugby league as a kid, and uh, he would say, did you score a try today, son? You know, and I'd say, yep. And he used to give me two bob. Who knows what two bob is? Three of you. All right. Today's equivalent is 20 cents. Right? 20 cents was big for a kid in grade five or whatever. And so, you know, the thing was he never came to a game. And if I was a kid that didn't tell the truth, I could have been a lot richer. But, you know, he used to just give me two bob for, you know, every try I scored and and uh, yet never came to a game, you know, to see one of them. But, you know, in my relationship with my heavenly Father, we are doing projects together all the time. We are doing stuff together all the time. He downloads vision and we go about making it happen. I love that. It's so exciting. He teaches us. He trains us. And Jesus said in John 10.30, he said, I and the Father are one. And in John 14.11, he says, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. He said, I can tell you all day that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And if you can't wear that, then look at my life. Look at the miracles. Look at the integrity. Look at the character. Look at the God-likeness in my life, the way I go about my life, the selflessness, the caring for others, just like my Heavenly Father is in me. You can't divorce the two because you're led by the Spirit, which brings me to the second part that according to the Spirit of God, as opposed to the Spirit of the flesh. See, we're led by one or two things. We're either led by the Spirit of God or we're led by the Spirit of our flesh. Powerful. And that's the test. If we're led by the Spirit of God, then those works will bless others and not ourselves. See, if, if, if we are led by the Spirit, if we are connected with the Heavenly Father, then we'll be about His mission, not about my mission. And here's the cool thing. The more you get about His mission, the more He takes care of your mission. You'll never lose. You will never lose. That's how He does it. And so a good question to ask is, you know, who outside my family... Do I bless? Now, we all work and, and live and, and, you know, work in our family, raise our children, do it, build a house, do all that sort of stuff. It's great. We're supposed to do that as responsible parents. But who outside of that is blessed because you are led by the Spirit? Because you and the Father are one. If there's not one person, you know, I played golf, I told you this story a while ago, but I played golf with some guys and they were saying, oh, you know, what are you doing? I said, oh, look, I, I, I run a foundation that actually 
uh, feeds hungry kids in India and rescues them and, and uh, you know, we build a leper colony and we look after the poor and, and he's like, ah, oh, he you know, their government should be doing that. He said, you should be looking after Australia kids. And I said, well, okay, how many Australian kids do you look after? Come out with these grand statements. He said, oh, none. Exactly. Exactly. See, led by the Spirit. Whether we like it or not, we are the products of influence. As kids growing up, you know, you might not like something about your parent. I tell you what, look in the mirror. Good and bad. Good and bad. We are a reflection of the influences in our life. Amen? We don't like to admit that sometimes. And sometimes why we clash so much with our parents or with our children is because they're so darn like us. But if we're like him, our heavenly father, if we're led by the spirit, if that's our influence, if we are born again, then we should be influenced by that. And our work should reflect that. You can't say, I'm a child of God, and nothing changes. It's impossible not to change. It's impossible not to evolve into a a kinder, more generous person. Why? Because we're led by the Spirit. If we're led by the flesh, we won't change. Year will come, year will go. We won't change. Our life will be a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more, you know, better off as the years go on and all that. But if we're led by the Spirit, it's not about what's, what's around us or what we've achieved. It's about who we are. That has constantly got to change. Second thing is adoption to sonship. Have a look in verse 15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. You know, if you have a look in the the Greek translation um, for that word Abba is uh, Mamma Mia. That's my dad joke for the day. I thought I'd get a better response for that, but thank you anyway. That's not true, Dan. Not true. Don't you preach that. Your willingness to be led by the Spirit actually positions you to be adopted into sonship. It's not a given. You have to position yourself. The Wesleyan Bible commentary says we actually receive the Holy Spirit as a spirit of adoption. The terms regeneration stresses the new birth. Adoption stresses the privileges and rights that go with one's inheritance as son. And I love, this is the point I love about it, is that in adoption you're sought after. In adoption, you're sought after. You know, some people can look at adoption and, and look at the negative side. 
Oh, you, you know, nobody wanted you. You were cast aside. You were put up for adoption. I don't see that. I, I don't see that. I, I see that if you've been adopted, you were sought after. Somebody actually went through all the process, went through all the cost to get you. To get you. They wanted you so bad that nothing was going to hold them back. Zechariah 2.8 tells us there, for whoever touches you touches the apple of his eye. This is what the Lord Almighty says. That's how God sees you. That, that translation of that word um, apple in, in, in the Hebrew, it, it means hollowed out. It means hollowed out. So it's that, it's that very center, that hollow part of your eye. He's saying that, that you know, that, um, that you are the very center of the eye of God. You are his total focus. That you are... So valuable. Psalm 139, 13, 14 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I've got to tell you, if you've ever felt worthless, if, if you've ever felt of no value, that nobody cares, Get to know your heavenly father. Get to know your heavenly father. He wants to adopt you. He, he's, he wants to seek after you and embrace you, connect you as his son, as his daughter in Christ. So powerful. But even before the moment of conception, he knew you. But wait, there's more. Number three, then we are heirs. This is the good news. Who's after the good news? We're heirs. Look at verse 16, 17. It says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And you know, this is the good news. Poor people don't adopt. Poor people don't adopt. It's very expensive to adopt a child. I know people have spent tens of thousands of dollars to adopt a child from overseas. The amount of trips backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, dealing with governments, dealing with your own government. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Not only do they really want that child, but they also have the means to give that child the best life opportunities that are possible. Not a bad thing being adopted. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. Not only does your heavenly Father want to adopt you, he has the means to give you the best life possible. The best life possible. He will equip you. He will influence you. He will train you. He will shape you 
to live a victorious life. And it's not just about some of the things we know, it, it becomes who we are. And the sad thing about it is that we can grow up in church and not appreciate that opportunity. And sometimes, you know, even as generational Christian kids, they've got to go through stuff to find God, to find that Heavenly Father. The Wesleyan Commentary says, The idea of sonship creates a whole new chain of ideas. In addition to awareness of sonship, and the Spirit's testimony to sonship, there are the rights and the benefits of sonship. We need to embrace that. If you are born again, if you've accepted him as your heavenly father, if you've been adopted into as, you know, his family as a child of God, there are the, um, the rights and the benefits of sonship. And this revelation will bring forth a sense of authority into our lives and a sense of confidence. Confidence that is life-changing. You've got to get this today. You've got to get this today. So many of us who have the greatest opportunity in knowing him, in connecting with the Father, live about 10%. We live about 10% to what's available to us because we don't understand we have authority. We have authority. Do you know who my dad is? You know, we have authority. And not only that, we have a confidence. For all those people who lack confidence, I get it. I get it. My upbringing did nothing but suppress and crush you down to nothing. You were on the wrong side of the tracks and that was never going to change and everybody reminded you of that. But my new father... Mate, my new father, I can stand upright. I can be confident. I can speak authority. Things that come against me before, I had no power. I had no way of fighting back. But now I stand bold and speak and prophesy and declare, do you know who my father is? I have an authority. The devil has no authority in my place, in my world. Amen? Covered by the blood of Christ, the sacrifice of Calvary has given me everything I need to live a victorious life if I will embrace it, if I am led by the Spirit. Not led by my flesh. Man, I had that day. And didn't I stuff it up? I grew up exactly like my parents. Only worse. Verse 15 says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. That's got to be good news to someone here today. Fear, particularly in the generation we live in now, driven by fear. The day I found Christ, I was no longer limited 
by the limitations of my earthly father. God bless him, I love him. I was no longer limited by his limitations. And to be honest, you know, I, I learned nothing from my father about being a husband or about being a father. I learned nothing. Then I got married and repeated the same mistakes that I grew up in. The same mistakes. Until I found God. And I saw for the first time that families could actually be happy. I know I've said this over and over in this church, if you've been in life, you've heard this, but that's the truth. That's the thing that drew me to Christianity. A mate of mine invited us to church. I didn't want to go because they were all hypocrites. And uh, I didn't know any, but they were all hypocrites. And I thought, I don't want to do this, but my mate asked me. So I would go along and uh, I went to this church and then I saw these people that were happy. Now, with my mentality, with the influence upon my life, I knew they were just bunging it on. I knew that wasn't real. Like, you're faking it. Like, you're, you know, you're the facade. You're, like, looking good at church, but at home you're just the devil incarnate. Right? I knew that. That was obvious. But, you know, I kept coming back, and they still looked happy. And I remember, I remember saying to myself one day, I've never forgotten this, I remember looking at these people going, you know what, I want that. I want that. And I would have done anything to get that. Because I'd never seen it in my upbringing. My parents, my uncles, my aunties, it was just dysfunction and, and it was horrible. No one I knew was happy except these weird church people. But you know, the more I knew him, the more I was led by the Spirit, the more I allowed the Heavenly Father to influence my life and not my own spirit, the happier things got. The happier things got. Then I became the dad. Not perfect, but... Tell you what, a lot better than the generation before me. And today I watch my kids as parents. I couldn't be prouder. I couldn't be prouder. The life they live, they have no understanding of what I grew up in and nor should they. Because I broke that chain. I snapped those chains. Amen. He became my heavenly father. And again, not perfect. It's not been a perfect journey. But I'll tell you what, it's far better. Every generation gets better and better and better. And that's his plan for you. Now, I know today, Father's Day can be a solemn day for some and a sad day. And... But maybe you need a different influencer than one on Instagram. Maybe you need the Heavenly Father today to be your main influencer. And yeah, it'll cost you this. It'll cost you the flesh. It'll cost you that. 
And Jesus even gave us a clue when he said, <laughs> he said, if you want to be my disciple, you've got to take your cross up daily and follow me. The cross isn't for weightlifting. The cross is for nailing flesh onto it. So that every day with my heavenly Father being led by the Spirit, doing projects together, I'm in him and he's in me. And then that attitude arises and I've got a choice. Am I going to still follow by the Spirit or am I going to nail that bit of flesh to the cross? That selfishness, that unforgiveness, that disappointment, all of those things that this flesh goes, ow, ow, ah, that's not right. I have an opportunity to say, you shut up. You get on that cross because I'm being led by the Spirit. And life will get better and better. Let me ask you today, while you're sitting here, I want to ask you, is, is your heavenly Father a reality in your life today? And if he's not, I want to pray for you. Because if you get this, it'll change your life. Because I know because it changed mine. I'm still on the journey. Long way to go, but it's a, it's a heck of a lot better than it was. And I want that for you. And he's available to anyone. And because of my earthly father, I didn't really understand what it was all about. But I said yes, and the journey begins. So all I'm asking you today is that if you don't have him as your heavenly father, say yes. Say yes. Start the journey. And it gets better and better and better. Is that you? Are you bold enough to say, yeah, that's me? I want him as my heavenly father. Are you here today? Just give me a wave. Be bold about it. Thank you up the back there. What about someone else? Be bold about it. Man up on Father's Day. You know, Wayno, where's Wayno? Wayno will be around here somewhere. He was invited to church 17 years ago. And uh, it was Father's Day. And he said yes. 17 years, he's here almost every weekend. His life has got better and better and better and better. I've seen it, the fruit of it. I've seen it in his life. And I want that for every one of you. Let me pray for you today. Father, right now, as we're in this place, Lord, this might be a little bit of a different message, but I pray some seed of revelation will fall into hearts that have been softened hearts that have been opened hearts that are ready to receive and produce a harvest 
for the generations to come. Lead us by your Spirit, Lord, we pray. Strengthen us to say no to the spirit of the flesh so that we can grow in your image for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a great big round of praise this morning. Where's our team? Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.